All right. So glad that you're here today on this beautiful, gorgeous day. Man, we had some great weather lately, haven't we? If you're brand new to Houston, it's always that way. That's why there's so many people living here. So if you can look under your pew back right there, if you were not here last week, and I was not here last week, I was on our West Campus, but uh, we started a campaign called Make Your Mark, Building for the Next Generation. We're starting a, a campaign to raise money to build a brand new children's building, which is about, oh, 40 years overdue. So if you'd have a chance to participate in that, get one of those envelopes that's right there in front of you. It's got a little hand mark there. Take it out, fill it out, and make a pledge and be a part of that. I know a lot of you have already pledged. Thank you for being a part of this incredible endeavor and mission that will affect many, many lives. So take that with you. It's right there in front of you. Make your mark. Well, years ago, Thanksgiving season, I was up visiting my brother. He's in Dallas. And uh, I asked my sister-in-law, I said, hey, Lisa, where's Ed? She goes, well, I don't know, which is a common question. I, it's very difficult for me sometimes to find either one of my brothers. That's a whole nother message. But I went on a search for Ed, and I found Ed up kind of in this small room. It's kind of where he studies. And he was hunched over with these glasses on, and he had some thread that was going around and a needle, right, and some pliers. And, you know, and I was like, Ed, what are you doing? He goes, hey, be quiet. Look at this. Look. He's making it. And he held it up. He goes, look at that. Isn't that great? I was like, what is that? He goes, it's a lure. It's a fly fish. I call this the rooster booster or whatever. Don't you think those fish will, will love it? Don't you think I'll be able to catch a lot of fish? You see, both my brothers love to fish. They love fly fishing. I'm not really into fishing that much. I've done it. You know, I don't have the patience. But but they love it. And so he, he makes his own flies. He ties his own flies. And, and he has, you know, different lures and different types of baits, depending upon the kind of fish he's trying to catch. And I told my brother, and I've told both of them this many times, I go, don't you think that you're lying by fishing? Aren't you lying to the fish? Don't you feel guilty about that little case of the guilties? Aren't you being deceptive? Because the little fish, they're just swimming around the ocean doing their thing. They see the rooster booster or whatever that little lure is, and they think, that's a good idea. I'm going to grab a hold of that. And they grab a hold of it, and what's in it? A hook. And then they go, whoa, and then they pull it, and then the fisherman sets that hook, and all of a sudden, that poor fish is in the fight of its life. Why? How did that fish get into that problem, into that life or death situation? Deception. The fish was deceived. The fish went after something they thought was good for them, but as it played out, it had the potential to hook them and to take their very life. Now, before we get too judgmental of those fish, let's think about it for a while. How many times 
in our life, have we seen something that we thought was gonna be good for us, we thought was gonna bring us happiness, we thought was gonna bring us pleasure or even purpose, and we went after it. But after a while, we realized we were deceived and now we're hooked. And that's what happens to a lot of us in life. We see something, we see someone, and we reach for it, and then we realize after a while, this is not good for me, and you get hooked. And what happens is after you go after the same lure, the same bait time and time again, you can get to a place where you're hooked, or to use the terms we're so familiar with, you're addicted. You're addicted. I've been a pastor now for three decades, and I've seen way too many families, way too many marriages, way too many students have their lives devastated and destroyed by addiction. Addiction. It's so easy to get hooked. It's so easy to get hooked. And you get hooked by, by, by saying, you know, I, I'm just going to try this once. I'm just going to try this one time. And, and you say to yourself, you say to yourself like that little fish, hey, it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. It's just one drink. It's just one look. It's just one joint. It's just one shopping spree. It's just one football game I'm gambling on. It, listen, it's not going to happen to me. But then you find yourself going back to that same substance, that same activity time and time again, and you start to feel the sharpness and the edge and the fear and the pain, and you realize that you're hooked. It's easy to get hooked. And, and, and it's also normal to stay hooked, to stay on the line, to stay hooked up to whatever it is. Because all of a sudden, you're not simply going to this thing one time, two times, You've used this as a way to cope with life. And now the hook, the addiction is in charge. It's, it's running the show. It's driving your life. And then you feel afraid and you try to quit and you can't and you go back again and you feel shame and you feel guilty, so what do you do? You go back to the same addiction to try to kill the shame and the guilt, and you're caught in that cycle, that doom-luke cycle of addiction. You're hooked. You're hooked. And addictions, getting hooked, is literally a matter of life and death.
and it doesn't just affect you. You say, well, it's just, I'm just using this. I'm just doing this. It's not going to affect. No, it affects so many people all around you. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how dumb you are, how rich you are, how poor you are, or even if you're a celebrity. Once you start going back and once you get addicted and once you're hooked, it's almost impossible to break free. Now, listen, here's what's amazing to me and here is the good news for those of us here who say, yeah, I'm hooked right now. Or maybe you have a loved one that you're deeply concerned about that's hooked. Here's the good news is that Within the pages of this very book that I hold in my hand are the answers to getting unhooked and getting set free. God's word has a lot to tell us and to teach us about addiction and, and it describes what it's like to be addicted. So if you are addicted or you have someone who's struggling with addiction, listen, know this, you are not alone. You are not alone. One of the guys who wrote a good chunk of the New Testament was a guy by the name of Paul. Paul was probably one of the greatest leaders who's ever lived. If it were not for Paul, we would not be here. Paul took the gospel and mass marketed it, okay? He was a brilliant leader, a strategic thinker, a very devoted person, but he also, in some ways, struggled with addiction. And he describes it in Romans chapter seven. Look at, look at what he says in Romans seven. He says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Addiction. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. I want to get unhooked, but I can't do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but the evil I do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. I will not ask for a show of hands of people who can relate to that because our silence indicts all of us. So on a continuum, in a sense, we are all on a continuum addicted in some way or another, but some of us are in the throes of addiction that is literally a matter of life and death. And, and, and it's easy to get hooked and, and it's easy to stay hooked. And people stay hooked by, by telling themselves the following deceptions. They say, listen, I'm special. I'm special. I can, I can handle this. I can handle this. Or I need this. You don't understand my job. You don't understand my family situation. You don't understand the pain I'm going through. I need this. So I, I, I need it. I, I can handle it. Or they may say, I really don't have a problem. And they continue to turn to the alcohol, the drugs, to the porn, to the shopping, to the gaming, to the gambling, you name it. 
and they stay hooked. It's also impossible to get unhooked. It's impossible to get unhooked. I think about a friend of mine, I'm just going to call Kevin, that is not his name. I knew him many, many years ago, and Kevin was from a small Texas town and played high school sports, and, you know, he started drinking a little bit before he shouldn't do it, just a little bit, and then some of his friends started smoking weed, and he started smoking a little bit of weed, no big deal. After that, he went to college, hung out with his friends, and then he started moving from weed to a little bit of cocaine. He's somehow still able to, you know, he was kind of hooked, but not really. He managed, he went to Houston, got a job, started continuing to do cocaine. Eventually, this college graduate started selling cocaine. He's hooked on the stuff, he's selling the stuff. A cartel is starting to bear down on him. The feds are starting to bear down on him. And he is in a mess of trouble. Won't happen to me. I know I'm 16. It's just a beer. It's just a joint, you know. It's just a little vape here. It's just a little, it won't happen to me. And you're selling drugs and the cartel's out to get you and the feds are investigating you. It happens. It's almost impossible to get unhooked you know and that's what happens to to going back to fish right the fish sees that the deception they take it they get hooked and then what is a fisherman's goal the fisherman's goal is to take that fish out of its natural environment the water the ocean or pond and to pull it out into an entirely different environment where it can't breathe and function and that's what an addiction does to you, and that's what addiction does to those around you. You get hooked on it, it pulls you out of this world where most people live into addiction world where it is difficult to function and difficult to breathe. And if you stay out of the water too long, you're not going to make it. If you're using something, if you're abusing something, if you feel like you're hooked, then stop doing it. Stop it. You say, well, I can't stop it. If you can't stop it, then you're addicted. If you can't stop it, you're tearing your life apart and tearing apart the lives around those who love you so much. You've got to get help. You've got to get help now. Why? Look what addiction does. Look at John 10.10. It's another great verse that talks about being hooked. John 10.10 said this. The thief, the thief, addiction comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Addictions come to steal and to kill and to destroy. It leads to guilt, shame, physical, emotional, vocational 
relational damage in your life. And you feel helpless. You feel scared. You feel confused. And you're wondering, what do I do next? What do I do next? Well, though it's easy to get hooked, it's normal to stay hooked, it's impossible to get unhooked, I would say this. It's impossible to get unhooked alone, by yourself. It's impossible to get set free and to live a life of freedom and to go back into the ocean of your real life and a new life, it's impossible to get set free alone. And, and I would say this not for simply the person that's addicted, but for someone who loves someone that's struggling and hooked and they're addicted. You're not gonna get there alone. Let's look back at John 10.10. John 10.10 says the thief Addiction comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more, and have it to the full, or have it more abundantly. And the word their life is the, is the Greek word zoe. Say zoe, zoe. One more time, say it again. Zoe, zoe means God's kind of life. We have bios, which is biological life. It's just material life, our functioning. But then we have zoe, and that's God's kind of life and only God's kind of life, God's life working and living inside of you and inside of me can set us free and to keep us free. God came to us, revealed himself to us clearly in the person of Christ and Christ came to set the captive free. Christ came to rescue us. Christ came as the ultimate doctor, the ultimate healer to heal us and to set us free, to help us get unhooked. That's why he came. What's difficult is, let's say you're not hooked, but you're trying to help someone who's hooked, you're trying to help someone, you're trying to help them say, hey, you need to get some help, you need to get some counseling, you need to go to see a pastor, you need to go to rehab, and they're just deflecting, deflecting, denying, denying, denying. Listen, you can't help people who don't want to be helped. You cannot help people who don't want to be helped. So if that's where you are as you've been pulled out of your own natural environment into this crazy world of being hooked and addicted, if that's where you are, listen, get help for yourself. If they won't get help, you've got to get help for yourself. You've got to stay healthy yourself. You've got to get some healing with God yourself because as this thing plays out, someone needs to be standing on their own two feet and be functional, okay? So getting hooked or having a friend hooked or a sibling or a spouse or whatever you are or a friend, it, it affects so many people and you're in a place, you're in a situation, you're in a crisis situation where you've got to get help for yourself. You have to. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And it's not just knowing the truth, it's getting the truth from your mind into your heart 
and then living it out in your life. My friend that I mentioned earlier, he was small Texas town, drinking weed, coke, selling DEA, cartel, all this stuff. What happened to him? Well, many years ago, someone said, hey, why don't you come to church? Why don't you come to second with me? And so he came, he sat in one of the chairs that you're sitting in there, a pew right there. At the end of the service, we have an invitation and Kevin walked down these aisles, boom, right there. Stood right there and said, hey, I want God to come into my life. I want Christ to come into my life and to rescue me and to forgive me. I want a new life. So he got really connected with the Zoe abundant life that God has for him. And then he got involved in our church and he got grouped. He got involved in a, a Bible study class, a Sunday school class, if you would. He got involved in a men's group. He continued to grow, he continued to grow. He started to give back to others and pretty soon he was set free of the deception, set free of the addiction, and he had an entirely different life. To simplify it, he got serious and authentic with God and said, God save me, God rescue me, and then he got involved in one of God's groups. God's got a group for you, okay? God's got a group of people, no matter what you're going through, if you're the one hooked or you know someone's hooked, God's got a group of people who are going through the same thing or they've been through the same thing and you need to find those people. Chances are we probably have one of the groups here, right here at Woodway or one of our four million campuses, okay? Listen, we, we've been doing this since the 80s, okay? When people were barely talking about this stuff. And, and the good news is, and the hope that, that I wanna give you if you're struggling and you're addicted and you're saying, man, I've tried to get set free, I tried to get set free, I just can't make it. Listen, you can make it, you can make it through. You can get set free. And as you play it out, God can do something amazing in your life, just like he did in my friend's life. And I can look right now in my life here today and I have friends here in the city, I have friends on the West Coast, East Coast, and these, these people were once involved and once addicted like you can never imagine, but some of them have been clean for so many, many years and God has worked amazing work in their life and they're some of my closest, dearest friends today because of their character, their humility, their authenticity, and their ability to live life well. So there is hope, there's hope. But you've got to take that first step. Whether you're the one struggling or you're struggling with someone struggling, you've got to take the first step. You've got to take the first step. And that's what, that's what faith is. Martin Luther King Jr. said that faith is taking the first step when you can't see the whole staircase. The fact that you're here today, you're, you're listening today, you're absorbing this today is, is in a way a first step, but you've got to take that, that, that first step, that next step. It just starts by saying, you know, God, I can't. I can't. I, I, I'm in a situation where I'm hooked and I can't get 
unhooked. I can't do it. Or I'm in a situation, God, where I'm trying to control someone who's hooked, and I, God, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. It starts by praying a very powerful, positive thinking prayer. I can't. You're, you can? No, you can't. You can't. You can't. One of the most powerful moments in my life was when God allowed me to say, I can't. That's kind of weird, isn't it? I can't. I quit. I quit. You say, Ben, I didn't think you were a quitter. You know what? I quit trying to play God. I quit trying to control this. I realized the situation was way out of my hands. Pray I can't. Next part of the prayer, again, this is really complex. Christ can, okay? I can't, Christ can. God has come in Christ, Christ is real, he's alive. Christ can, Christ can set me free. Christ can forgive you. Christ can give you a new start. Christ can help you pick yourself back up off the ground again and again. Christ can, he can. And the third part of this very complex prayer is I will, I will. I, I will turn my life, my mind, my habits, my lifestyle over to God and I will do everything necessary to get set free. I will do everything necessary to get unhooked from what I'm hooked up to. I can't. I can't, Christ can, and I will. I, I will turn it over to him and I will do what it takes. I will get this Zoe life of God in my life. I will get grouped because there's more to life. There's more to life than this and God has more to life for you. He does, he does. Now, there's more. Next week, I wanna talk about what drives a lot of this. What's that driving force that's, that's beneath all of this that we've got to deal with and get, get to the root or the core? And we'll talk about that next week. But for today, ask God. Ask God to help you get unhooked and to jump back in the ocean of his grace and his community.